calendars December 3rd through the 5th 
at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the 5th Annual GWER Conference hosted by Apostle E.L. Robinson Austin of Eagles Life Restoration Ministries. This conference, entitled Women of Destiny Deliver Me, will break chains and open prison doors to set you free. God has sent three vessels that are anointed and appointed to carry you into your new place in Him. On December 3rd, Prophetess Glenda Lang from Manning, South Carolina, and on December 4th, Prophetess Daphne Burton from Northern California, and on December 5th, Dr. Sakinah Glory from Tallahassee, Florida. I'm telling you, this conference will be epic. Call in live at 516-387-1425. Again, 516-387-1425. You won't want to miss this. See you there. Greetings and God bless you and thank you for tuning in to Sunday Morning Manna on tonight and this morning at ELR Prophetic Show. Where we're spreading the gospel throughout the nation and we're going to get ready to turn it over to the hostess with the Moses, Pastor Franklin Goffin and elect Lady Goffin of Miami, Florida, a love and action Christian center. God bless you. Good morning to everyone. We're starting with a little I've detained, detained this morning, but everything is all right. God is still on the throne. He's lodging in charge. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to give it over to my wife and let her introduce me. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for how good you've been to us. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us through high and number good times and bad times. We thank you, Lord, for working us this morning, clothed in our right minds with the use and activity of our lives. We thank you for trusting soul. We thank you for prosperity. We thank you for satisfying us with long life. Lord, I thank you that we're in perfect health. I'm our sheep killed on the high field. I come against every sickness, every disease, every infirmity in the name of Jesus. Love our sheep, yeah, my person to the very roots that I command them to drop and die. Satan, I render you pounders and helpless concerning the service on today. I relieve in your hands of your silence concerning the services on today. Of our sheep killed on my high shield in the answer. I release God's anointing. Let him that it will flow. Through me, through the through my voice. I Through the radio, through all nineteen countries and thirty-seven nations, states. God, we praise you. We give you glory. Amen. Now to they let Lady Glory God. Good morning to each and everyone out there this morning. 
Amen. It couldn't, I mean, she couldn't have been a better friend. I couldn't have had a better friend than her. When she went shopping or whoever she was, she always thought about us. She brought us the thing that she knew that we liked. And sometimes she would call and say, listen, I'm on, I'm on my way by your house. But, and then the next thing I know, better I'm not going to do, she at the door. And I thought she was going home. No, I decided to stop by here. We had a lot of good times together, a lot of laughter. Sometimes we cried together. But she always was a good friend to us. Amen. And I just thank God for knowing her from a teenager up into her adulthood and her children and her grandchildren. And I'm a sheik, I'm a high in the Amen. But there's a race stepped out of time and stepped into eternity on Thursday morning. Hallelujah. But one day we're going to have to do the same thing. And it hurts. Keep her family in prayer, her children, and her grandchildren. Amen. She was a great mother, grandmother. Amen. So I'll be coming this morning, this morning from the book of James. Amen. The third chapter, the first verse. Amen. The title of my message is The High Standard for Leadership. Amen. Leaders are under a higher standard to exemplify Jesus and their behavior, words, and deeds. That's how we should, if we're leaders, that's how, that's how we should be. We should lead in an exemplary way like Jesus did. In our behavior, words, and in deeds. Amen. I'm reading from the Message Bible. Amen. They do not be in any rush to become a teacher, my friends. Teaching is highly responsible. It's highly responsible work. Teachers are held to a strictest standard. And none of us is perfectly qualified. We get it wrong nearly. You would have a perfect person in perfect control of life. A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the horse. You, you can pull it, you can pull the strength, you dip right one way, and he'll move to your left or pull it to the right, and then he'll go to your right. When you pull up on it both ways, um, all the way up, he'll stop. That's what the bit in the horse's mouth. So we should let the Holy Ghost lead us and guide us at all times. And that way we won't make as many. We'll make mistakes, but we won't make as many. We won't make the same one over and over again. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skillful captain set a course in the face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it accomplished nearly anything or destroyed it. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. 
a careless or wrong place word out of your mouth can do that. By your speech, you can ruin a world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke, and go up in a smoke and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. This is scary. You can tame it. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild and a wanton killer. With our tongues, we can bless God, our Father. With the same tongue, we can curse the very men and women we made in his, it was made in his image. Curses and blessings out of the same mouth, my friends. This cannot go on. A spring does not gush fresh water one day and blackish the next. Does it? A plant tree, an apple tree does not bear strawberries. Does it do it? Raspberry bushes do not bear apples, do they? You are not going to dip into a polluted muscle and get a cup of clear, cool water, are you? Amen. Hallelujah. So our tongue, we got to be careful of how we speak to people, what we say to them. It's very important that we, amen, uh, be careful what we say to people, how we say it, and when we say it, and who we say it to. Everybody can't take reproof or can't take rebuke right off. You got to know how to handle folks. You can't handle everybody. This can't treat everybody the same. You don't want to run people off from the church. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you you got to pick your time when they're strong enough. Then you go. Then you go want to go. Until then, you just have to pray that God will pull them in line. Mm-hmm. Amen. Live well. Live wisely. Do you want to be counted wise? to build a repetition for wisdom, here's what you do. Live well, live wisely, live humbly. It's, it's the way you, you live, not the way you walk, not the way you talk, that counts. Means spirit, means spirit, ambition isn't wisdom. Most things, most things, wise is of wisdom. But the further thing from wisdom is animal cunning, devilish. Wherever you, wherever you're trying to look better, whenever you're trying to look better than others, uh, get the better of others. Things fall apart and everyone ends up at the other, at each other's throat. Real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life, and it, it and it's characterized by getting along with others. It's a gent- it is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessing, and not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced, 
You cannot develop a healthy and robust community that lives right with God, that lies there, lives right with God. God and in God and God and enjoy its results. Its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. That's what leaders should do. But that's not only talking about leaders, but that's talking about all of us. But especially leaders, we are held accountable for how we treat people. And a lot of people, a lot of leaders don't care. They just, you know, out for what they get for the game. They really don't care about the people too much. A lot of people want to be pastors because they hear about the anniversaries and the money and the and the, and the, you know, the, and all that kind of stuff. But listen, if you look to God, you can get all that stuff. It's not dependent on other folks. I believe I believe not to my own understanding. Oh my God. So what God can do to me. Tell me, I mean, you know what he asked me to do. If you preach his word the way you say preaching, things will work out. And you can't depend on people to pay tax or people to change their mind oh. about giving. Oh. We they're changing man. Oh Jesus! I ain't giving that. I ain't giving that preaching that. <laughs> oh, you know, Jesus. you know, if people think that way, you know, I ain't tired. If they're really spending money down the street somewhere, and if they, you know, they give it to give it to where it's going to go. To church, if you if you're in a ministry and they're preaching to you, bury your family. When you married you, you should pay time to what you go to. Hallelujah. You can't eat it. You can't eat it regular right you go to pay back down. Right, you right. A lot of people that mean tell it. But we we have to uh know where we are, what we should be doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, glory to God. Amen. Amen. First Timothy three. First Timothy one three to thirteen. Leadership in the church. If anyone wants to provide leadership in the church, good. But there are a precondition. There are preconditions. A leader must be well thought of, committed to his wife, cool and collected, accessible, hospitable. He must know what he's talking about. Not be overfunded of wine, not pushy, but gentle, and, a, and not thin skinned not money hungry. He must handle his own affair well, attentively to his own his own children and having their respect. If anyone is unable to handle his own affair, how can he take care of God's house? He must not be a new believer lest the position go to his head. So people who want to be leaders, you got you know it takes time to Get that wisdom to know how to lead, to know how to treat people. 
And yes, a lot of people just want to do because, like I said, because of money, the popularity, fame, and all that kind of stuff. But these people who've been pastoring a long time and have this popularity, and well known, they've been out there a while. They just didn't start overnight and jump up on top overnight. It takes time. It's a process. When you're a baby, when you're in, when you're a priest in your mother's womb, you just don't be born overnight. It took Jesus nine months to get here. So, uh, through the womb of Mary. So it's going to take time to become a leader. You have to be made a leader. Look how long it took me, but I wasn't in no rush. You didn't know I was going to be a leader. Amen. 43 years. Look at, look at, look at Moses. Amen. Moses was eight years old when he started. He did 40 in Egypt, 40 in the wilderness in Libya. Then did another followers that are 40 in the wilderness, 40 with Pharaoh, amen, and 40 in the wilderness, and 40 for God. And I look how long it took him to get what he got. Amen. And the people still, he still let the people get under his skin and cause them to miss out on seeing the problem. Just saw the problem that in the beginning. So they have to be patient. And have to be a leader. You got to be willing to go through and take. You know, hardship got to be willing to be lied on. If you're not willing for all these things, what has happened to Jesus is going to happen to us. Whether you're a leader or whether you're just a, a, a lay member of whoever you are, you're going to have to go through. You're going to be lied on, going to be talked about. If you're not willing to go through all this stuff, stay in the position that you need. Until you're ready for this position. Hallelujah. Amen. Lest the position will go to the devil, to your head, and the devil will trap him, trip him up. Our silence must make will of him, or else the devil will figure out a way to lure him into his trap. Hallelujah. You got to be careful, y'all. We must be careful. The same goes for those who want to be. Be servants in the church. Serious, not deceitful, not too free with the bottle. That means put that wine, that wine bottle down. And a whiskey bottle, whatever bottle you drink it out of. Yeah. Not in it for what they can get out of it. They must be reverent before the mystery of the faith. Not using their position to try to run things. Let them prove themselves first. If they show they can do it, take them on. No expectations are to to be made for women. Same qualifications, serious and pitiful. Not sharp tongued, not over fine, but wine. Servants in the church are to be committed to their spouses, attentive to their own children, and diligent in looking after their own affairs. Those who do this service work will come to a highly respected, to become to be highly expected, a real credit to this Jesus faith. Hope to visit soon. I mean, this is Paul talking to Timothy. 
his little brother in the Lord. Timothy was about 17 years old, so don't let nobody tell you that you're too young to pastor, you're too young to do this, you're too young to do that. See, God don't count age. He got, this you don't have to, God already qualified the call. Don't worry about the other people qualifying the call that God has given you. God has already qualified the call. Uh -oh. Hallelujah. Amen. So we must, they hope to visit you soon. But just in case I did, I did I'm writing this letter so you will know how things ought to go in God's household. This God alive, church, this Christian life is a great mystery or exceeding our understanding. But some things are clear enough. He appeared in a human body. He was proven right by the invisible spirit or seen by angels. He was proclaimed among all kinds of people. Believed in he believed in all over the world. Take up into taken up into heaven, into into heavenly glory. This is Paul talking to, to Timothy. And this is Dr. Franklin Bowser relaying a message to you out there in radio life. So we want to be this and we want to do this and we want to do that. But we got to be let God call, make the call for your life. So you'll be able to do what he wants you to do. You'll know how to do, know how to handle things. People uh, want to do what they want to do, what they want to do. But God didn't call us that way. Amen. Glory to the Lamb of God. God is so good. He's so real. He's kind, merciful, understanding, forgiving, gracious. Let us follow God. Let us listen to the leaders who are teaching you right. Want you to be great in the gospel. Amen. And this is, you know, God. He called Abraham. He told Abraham to leave. His family, all his, all what he had accomplished, God told him to leave. And and uh, Genesis twelve and seventeen. Hallelujah, twelve and seventeen. Amen. Abraham had went to this country and stopped off in there. Hallelujah. Abraham was a great leader. He was a father of many nations. But Abraham had thoughts. Abraham lied because he was afraid that Pharaoh was going to kill him and take his wife because she was so beautiful. Amen. He wasn't trusted in God. He was trusted in a lie that he had told. But the man still took her and he found out that he, that, that uh, Sarah was Abraham's wife. He told him to come get your wife, man. Why you didn't tell me? Why did you lie about this? Amen. Um, Faith leaders straight. Abraham's ability to lead was tested in three areas of faith. First, faith to risk. A wealthy man, Abraham, risked all to follow God. The God that needed is willing to risk everything on God's 
faithfulness and venture into the unknown. Number two, faith to trust. Abraham and Sarah was a long past age of childbearing. The godly leader does not rely on facts alone, but goes beyond facts to truth. I mean to faith. Number three, faith to surrender. Abraham knew the sacrifice of his son would be would destroy any hope of fulfilling God's promise that he would father many nations. Godly leaders is willing to sacrifice all things, all things precious in order to please God. Amen. Now, if he was going to be father men, he thought maybe through his son that he would um, have many nations. But that wasn't God's plan. Not by that. He told him to sacrifice his son. And that took a lot of guts to do what he did. And this boy, he wasn't no little old boy. He was about a full grown man. So he laid him on his neck, put him together the sticks. Is he God? Trust, he want to test our faith to see how we're willing to do what he asked us to do without questioning. Abraham been questioning. He went out. I know Sarah was up in arms. That was a baby. So our mother thought about that children. That's Greg out on you in a minute. So Abraham did what God told him is when he was going to stab him with the knife. And he stepped out and said, <laughs> Don't do him no harm. There's a ram popped up out in the in brush. And that's what he wanted him to sacrifice. God wanted to test, was testing him to see what he do, what he asked him to do. God is asking us as leaders. When I give you a project, no matter what, when you take it to the church, no matter what they think or what they say, I call you to lead, not them. Trust me, and we'll get to where we're going. Because it's about kingdom, it's about souls. It's, you know, that's the most important thing. It's a soul that God wants to be saved. People want, they want everything but that. They want to try to, first of all, they want to get proper ladder. They want to get money. They want to get fame. They want to get homes. They want to get automobiles. There's nothing wrong with all that stuff. I put that stuff here for us to enjoy. Amen. When Solomon was building the house of God, he built his he built his kingdom to build his uh his temple to build his home too. Like in mine. I mean, how you gonna draw the world if you live in a in a, in a shack? You can't draw them telling that God is good. How God is good, and you shacked up, you living in a shack. Amen. You wearing the same suit over and over and over. You don't want to so tell it to start shining in the back. So you got to lead by example. Amen. It's time for us to step out on faith, in faith. Amen. And trust God in the fullness. For he can do what he, he can do in the kingdom. For we can do what God calls us to do. He need us to get the work done. If there's no background, if there's no back, the front ain't going nowhere. A lot of people think because they're leading to churches because no, it's not going because of you. But you can't do everything in the church. You need help. You need help. You cannot do everything 
you need to fast, you need to pray, you need to meditate, and a whole lot of other stuff. So you can't do everything in the field. You can't be the administrator. You can't be the deacon. You can't be the usher. You can't be the choir director. And you can't play the drums and play the keyboard. That's too much for you to do. So that's why you have people in the church to help you. Build the ministry. You don't build a ministry by yourself. You build it with people in the church and let them and let you that and, and let them be uh, be a part of the ministry. If I can't be a part of the ministry, I don't want to be there at all. I don't I can stay home and sit on the couch and watch TV, watch the football game or whatever coming on. But if you're a part of a ministry, you need to be everybody that says that can be active. And let our young people be active. Turn them loose and let them give them an assignment. Trust them. Trust the God that's in them. Trust what you have taught them. Trust what you have taught them. And let the Lord have his way in their lives. If you don't ever let them go, tell them they ain't ready. No, they'll never be ready because you don't think they're ready. And a lot of people are intimidated by folks with God go to you. But you shouldn't be intimidated. You shouldn't be insecure at all. Amen. You shouldn't be. Luke 1, not, I mean, 1 Timothy 1 and 7. 1 and 7 says, the whole point of what we are urging is simply love. Love unconditionally. Love uncondemned by self-interest and counterfeit faith. A life over to God. Those who fail to this book soon wander off into a different direction of the gospel. They set themselves up as they express on religious issues. Not religion. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. Religion keeps people in bondage and got people in bondage. Tell you what you can't do and where you can't go. And they always condemn you for every little thing. Used to be a time they had to say we couldn't drink Coca-Cola, we couldn't use lemonade spray. You know, and all this kind of stuff. We well, didn't know no better, they couldn't do no better. Now we know better we could do better. <coughs> they had to go when they went to the they went to the beach that you can't swim in no crest. You need a bathing suit. I can understand some of the women with these, you know, these uh what you call these swim 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 and stuff that people are wearing to the beach and everywhere else. But you could be modest. But tell them that you can't swim in the dress in the pool because the, the clothing would take them. Don't lean out of the water in the swimming pool. You got to use wisdom. You'll drown in a dress. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't go to Disney World because you already did. And you know, people, they don't understand a lot of stuff. You don't have to be a part of something because you go there. There's a whole lot of things you got to rise and all kind of entertainment. I didn't been there. Enjoy yourself. Hallelujah. But we got to come out from religion and get in the word 
Amen. And you'll be whole lot better off. What they're holding forth is such imposing, such imposing things. It is true that moral guidance and counsel need to be given, but they, you say it, and to whom you say it, are as important as what you say. Obviously, it isn't it that the law, the law code is a primarily for people who live responsibly. What from the irresponsible? People who are irresponsible have to be told what to do, when to do it, where to do. Who defies all authority, riding roughshod over God, sex, life, sex, truth, whatever. They are, con I mean, it's a mess. The way people think how things should go, how God, how God wanted kingdom ran, but not the way they, not the way God wanted, but how they want They want things to run the way they want it. They want to do things the way they want to do. They want to keep people in bondage. They want to manipulate them. They want to deceive them. They want to control them. The spirit of Jezebel, spirit of Messiah. Hallelujah. Hey, spirit of Bobo, she said, Delilah, and all those other, those people are dead, but the spirit are yet alive. Alive and well. Amen. Romans 2.21. Hallelujah. Two twenty one, two twenty one. Okay, we'll start at start at seventeen. If you're brought up Jewish, don't assume that you can learn lean back in the arms of your religion and take it easy. Feeling snug because you are an insider to God's relation to God's to God's revelation of the best things of God informed on the latest doctrine. I have special words of caution for you who are sure that you have it all together yourself. And because you know God's revealed word inside and out, be qualified to guide others through their blind alleys and dark nights and confuse emotions to God. While you are guiding others, who is going to guide you? I'm quite sure while preaching, don't steal, are you going to rob people blind? Who would suspect you? The same with adultery, the same with idolatry, you can get by with almost anything if you front it with eloquent talk about God and his law. The line from scripture is because you because of the Jews that the outsiders are down on God, show it an old problem that isn't going away. Circumcision, the surgical rule, 
that marks you as a Jew. It's great. It's great if you live in accord with God. But if you don't, it's worse than not being circumcised. The reverse is also true. The uncircumcised who keep God away are as good as the circumcised. Hallelujah. So we want to live in accordance to God's law. Amen. Luke 6 and 37. Okay. Hallelujah. Luke 6 and 37. Yeah, I messed up here. Six, six and thirty-seven. Amen. We're gonna start at the 35th verse. I tell you, love your enemies, help and give without expecting a return. You'll never I promise, regret it. Live out this God-created identity. The way our fathers lived toward us, generously and graciously, even when you're at our worst. Our father is kind. You be kind. Don't pick up, don't pick on people, jump on their failures criticize their faults unless of course you want the same treatment don't condemn those who are down their hardness can boomerang be easy on people you'll find life a lot easier give away your life you'll find life given back but if you merely give back Given your friend life given back and blessings given, but if you really give back, it is the way Amen. So we must not, amen, be critical on people, criticizing so critically. I mean, we could use the critics, the critics to help us to grow in God. But some people are just get on something and just stay with it from one from one day to the next. Every time they preach, they preach it on you about something. And it ain't always God is them. If you're not doing what you know, people just I've seen it happen. <coughs> Matthew 23 and 8. 23 and 8. I've started seven. Instead of giving you God's law as food and drink by which you can thank God. God they package it and put it of rules loading you down with black pack animals. They seem to take pleasure in watching you struggle or stagger around under the load. Hallelujah. Amen. So we want to, we want to, uh, we don't want to do that to people. We want to, not to load the power a whole lot of stuff that they don't understand. We're supposed to take people and nourish them. Don't let people do 
Don't let people do that to you. Put on a parallel life that you all have a single teacher. You are all class-based. Don't set people up as experts over your life. Letting them tell you what to do. Save that authority for God. Let them tell you what to do. No one else should carry the title of father. You have only one father. He is in heaven. And don't let people don't let people use you in that way. Hallelujah. People that take charge of your life and you won't have no say so about it. There's only one life, one life leader for you and them, Christ. People that tell you when you can go. And if, if, if the world, if the jobs give you vacations, but you think you should have a vacation in the church, in the ministry, take time off from ministry. You're not take, you know, taking a vacation to go back and replenish yourself and come back to fire, be fired up. You feel like you're supposed to be. Never leave, always there. But once you start doing something, I expect you to do the same thing over and over every day. Every time they look up, they call you, they know you're going to be there. When you say you can't be there, they what's my thing? This ain't God. You're not here all the time. So it's all right for you to miss and I can't miss. People will use you until they can't, they'll use you up if you let them. So don't let them put you in that heavy bondage. Or they won't, they want to use people. They are using people and people let them control them. People are controlled by other people because they let them control them. Mm -hmm. They don't speak out. I say the thing about it. Pull up people to the side and talk to them and say, listen, this is not well or this is not right. And so but people don't care. Uh, so let us pray and ask God to send us to the right leaders. And if your leaders doing that, pray and ask God where you want you. And if they want you know if you get that person straight, straight, quick, fast in a hug. So you can go in God when you go mature. You can't mature under all that kind of pressure. Can't do any of that stuff. So let us pray ourselves. It's all right to have leaders praying for but what will it happen when you can't get to that leader? That's it. To pray for your children. You got to be able to do what the leaders. That's why I tell people in church. Just don't come to church and sit down and depend on the leader. Throw the leaders out of time. This is revival support. That's why you're supposed to come sit, learn, and listen. Listen and learn. So you'll be able to do these things for yourself. When I'm sick, I don't call no, I call, I call on Jesus. That's why you know it's all right to call a leader and ask different questions, do stuff, pray for you. But there's sometimes you have to stand for yourself. Pray for you and your family. Lay hands on yourself. Rebuke the devil off of you and out of your home. That's what people have to learn to do. And God will use you just like you used to leave. He's no respected person. You think your prayer is better than that? His prayer is better than yours. You keep that on believing. When you get in trouble, you won't be able to get nothing done. You got to be the stand on the word of God. And use it the way he said you. Pray the word. And 
mighty men. Great is he that is in me that is in this world. And no weapon that formed against me shall prosper. Pray the word. Amen. We're going to give it into the hands of Apostle Erica. I'm, I'm grateful that those who are, who are listening, amen. I hope you guys got something out of what I said on today. God is a good God. It always will be. Always was, always will be. It's in the hands of Apostle Erica. <coughs> Amen. God bless you. God bless you, everyone. Amen. Uh, for tuning in on this morning, on Sunday morning, man. Amen. Amen. This is uh, um, God has truly have moved in His season, and you know, a uh, Pastor Goffin, you are, are right to the hundred ten percent power that we have to learn. The, you know, we have to understand that we. The Bible says, seek each own self, soul salvation. It's your own. Okay. And we can lead the people to lead the horse to the water. Right. But they don't, they don't have to drink it. They have an option. They have a choice, right? They have a choice or option. But what we, what, you know, what we can do is just deposit the word and plant the word in them. You know, you're planting in them, you're depositing the word. And like I said, depending on the choice, because we are in the dispensation of grace <laughs> and the dispensation of grace about to run out. <laughs> OK, the dispensation of grace <laughs> gives you a choice. OK, so you've got a choice. The Bible says, choose this day who you're going to serve. Right. That's a choice. That's a choice. You got that's a choice. So if you make that choice, there is a reward and there you make a choice. There is a consequences, right? People do have that choice. You cannot sit there and it says you cannot sit there and be in between and be lukewarm. Okay. Because the Bible talks about uh, uh, when you're lukewarm, when you like in the middle, you know, in the middle trying to figure out stuff, he said he will spew you out of his mouth. So either you're going to be running for God or you're going to be running for the devil. Either you're going to be on the Lord's side or you're going to be a heathen. That's your business. He said, but he gives us a choice. He gives us a choice and the opportunity to come. But a lot of reason why a lot of people don't come is because we as leaders and we as believers don't draw people with love. You have to understand that God has to meet them where they are. He has to meet them where they are. No matter what situation they're in. Now we can listen, we can add the scripture and deposit the scripture into them. Okay. But it's under the direction of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can do his job. Okay. And it's up to the individual whether they're going to accept it or not. I mean, we spend a lot of time beating on people and stuff like that. See, people don't understand it's the difference between preaching and teaching. When you preach in the word, the adulterated word of God, you are, are the proclaiming, you are uh, releasing that word of the death, the burial, the resurrection. Uh, you are releasing. But when you are teaching, people need to be under a sound doctrine teaching of the Holy Ghost, the sound doctrine of Jesus Christ. OK, the true apostle is is, is Jesus Christ. OK. He just left assignments after the fact, after he had descended and left the assignments to us as leaders. <clears throat> and we do. 
sometimes that we, we do, yes, we do have to, it says the elders should lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. You of maturity, the elders are maturity, should be able to lay their hands on their family and, and that's it. They should be able to touch in the pound agreement and everything will be, you know, healed. They should be able to touch in the pound agreement and, and the division that was in the household is no longer in. But then there's a certain point that when the leader can't stand, that's when the old the the the, uh, the covering comes into place and stand in the gap for the leader when there's when he's he or she have done all they can. That's what they're supposed to do. But you're right. You have to you have to learn and fight and geared up for yourself. But at some point, listen. Even the even the leaders of the leaders need prayer. Come on, somebody. The leaders of the leaders need their help. They need that reassurance. They they need a little encouragement. Why? Because you carry. You're not just carrying the weight of your family. You're not just carrying the weight of the of the of the people um that is assigned to you. But guess what? You carrying the world on your hand, just like Jesus is carrying the weight on his shoulders when he took us to took you know our sins to the cross. You know, and and and, and it's very very. I'm telling you, it's very imperative that we know these things. Because uh, uh, to reach out to someone, to touch and upon agreement with with someone is 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 a very powerful a powerful statement that you had said because it was a sound doctrine word. And see, one thing I learned about a sound doctrine word, a sound doctrine word will never drop to the ground void. A sound doctrine word will be deposited in your spirit. So it doesn't matter what kind of walks of life that you have. My God, what kind of walks of life? I'm telling you, when you hear this podcast, when you hear this man of God, when you hear this woman of God, let me tell you something. When there's an adulterated word, that means we ain't cutting no punches. We're going to tell it like it is. But then sometimes we have to use wisdom when we open up our mouths. Okay? We got to use wisdom when we open, even of, of, of us of maturity, we need to learn to use wisdom um, to open up our mouths um, as we speak you know, into the atmosphere and we speak for those things. But that, I'm telling you, that was a powerful, powerful message on this morning, a powerful, you know, what can you do? Are you going to stand? Are you going to fight or flight? You know, uh, in this season, he's testing us. And, and, and some of us right now are still in the testing ground. We're still in the testing ground right now, you know, testing, constantly testing because there's always a fight every single, every single way we we have to understand that we have to have people that are walking with you side by side that is going to stand and fight for you and stand and uh, stand in the ground now you can say you can stand on your own yeah you can stand on between you and god but that's the purpose of, of the people of the intercessors and you know of the prayer warriors because when we go in the fight let me tell you a pastor has a big responsibility okay you and uh, uh, a co-pastor God, think y'all have a big responsibility, not just carrying your weight of your own personal family, but you got the weight of the world um, on your shoulders because God has given y'all a responsibility to take back the keys of hell and reconcile souls back to the Christ. So it, it, it's a big responsibility. But at the same time, leaders do need that, that, that covering, that protection as well, because they go in the battle on the forefront. Y'all on the front line. So if y'all on the front line, like you said, you got to have enough people that is in agreement. So when y'all go forth and when y'all step on the battlefield, that y'all be able to attack every area, every element, everything that is not like God, 
tear down every stronghold, send it back to the pits of hell where it came and don't come back. You have, and, and it's like you're in a constant fight, you know. So we, we do give honor on this morning, amen, this morning to our father, who is Christ Jesus on this morning, Christ Jesus on this morning. And we definitely want to extend our grievances, amen, to the Joseph family uh, of the passing of Prophetess Desiree Simmons, Prophetess Desiree Simmons, and everyone that is uh, attached to children, the ministry itself, and we have... Uh, the angel has gained her wings. She gained gained her wings, and she's fighting. She's she's strong, stronger than ever. Where you because she's she's happy, you know. And, and we just got to pray as leaders is to keep their family in prayer and keep everyone that is connected to the family in prayer because this you know uh, to be absent from the body means that we are in the presence of the Lord. And indeed, Prophetess Desiree is in. The presence of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Amen. I'm going to turn it back to to Pastor Pastor Goffin. Amen. If anyone, uh, he morning. can release the floor. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Drake. I, we don't want to send a prayer to Auntie Desiree. And because she's in heaven and then she was a good person and yeah. she liked to do things. Amen. You got Sweetheart, we're gonna to touch in the pound agreement for Auntie Desiree. That's right, amen. The Bible says a family prays together, what stays together, right? And the house that divided against itself shall fall. So, we as a unit and as a kingdom, as kingdom minded people, kingdom minded people, we work together to strap uh to, to keep the family up in prayer. So, we definitely thank you for that, sweetheart. You're welcome. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to turn it over to the floor with everybody else. Amen. Open up the floor. Amen. On this morning. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Special shout out to everybody out here. <laughs> the family. <laughs> I love We love you. Amen. Amen. We got y'all back in prayer. Amen. All right, Pastor Goffin, we, the floor is yours, man of God. Amen. <laughs> we thank God for my family there in Hesterbrook. Yes. My great grandson, Drake. <laughs> and all those that are listening. Awesome. Amen. This I thank awesome. God for Amen. That makes me feel real good. Amen. Real good. When you got your family. That's awesome. And, you know, we've listened to
always yeah. will be a lion. And that's why he got kicked out of heaven because he wanted to be the man. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray today, God, 
that your perfect will be done today. I like to get in the lives of your people. Have your way, Holy Ghost. I pray, God, that they will open up and let you have their way in their lives. You, I pray Jesus. that they will get in the word. I pray that they would study, God. I pray that they would fast and pray. I pray that they would watch and pray. You humble yourself. Jesus. Will continue to be done. 
in the name of Jesus. We pray for Pastor Lerical of Ashata. We pray for Pastor Tate. I pray for my wife, Yo Shukur, my children, grandchildren, with a loving action Christian Center here in Miami. Amen. Uh, morning, uh, Sunday morning manager today. On Wednesday or Tuesday night, come back for another message. Amen. Beyond the four walls. I have something special. Hallelujah. Let him use your pastor. Let him use your pastor. On Tuesday night, beyond the four walls. Tune in and stay tuned to Jesus. Let him revive you. Let him use you. We say good afternoon to you, you and you, especially you from Love and Action Christian Center, from Pastor Franklin Godwin and Elect Gloria Godwin. Let everybody else see, because you can have a blessed day today. And then I'll give you this right here. I will love you. Whatever it is, what they say. Um, And then you can throw it back. <laughs> That's love, right. I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. But love me back. Amen. <laughs> See you on Tuesday night. Hallelujah. If you need prayer, call. Hallelujah. Dead ever high. You need counseling. Call. Uh oh. That's right. Watch it. You going in there. Go in, Pastor. <laughs> like, yeah, That's I'm awesome. Charged. That's right. That's what ministry is about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we'll see you next time. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day, everyone. Women of God, mark your calendars. December 3rd through the 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the 5th Annual GWER Conference hosted by Apostle E.L. Robinson Austin of Eagles Life Restoration Ministries. This conference, entitled Women of Destiny Deliver Me, will break chains and open prison doors to set you free. God has sent three vessels that are anointed and appointed to carry you into your new place in him. On December 3rd, prophetess Glenda Lang from Manning, South Carolina. And on December 4th, prophetess Daphne Burton from Northern California. And on December 5th, Dr. Sakinah Glory from Tallahassee, Florida. I'm telling you, this conference will be epic. Call in live at 516-387-1425. Again, 516-387-1425. You won't want to miss this. See you there.
Amen. Greetings. We thank everybody for tuning in to Sunday Morning Manor. Sunday Morning Manor begins at approximately 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 10 p.m., 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And um, tune in on Tuesday night. Amen. With Love and Action Christian Center. Amen. Out of the city of Miami, Florida, uh, for Beyond the Four Walls. I just wanted to give just a quick announcement. A quick announcement. We have an upcoming workshop that's coming up. Uh, for those who want to connect with us with AFTS Education, which is Apostolic Fire Theological and Seminaries uh, Training Center. We are um, hosting our uh, four-week, four-Saturday training for uh, Binding the Stronghold. Um, so for those who want to register, um, you can follow us on Eagles Life, uh, rest, uh, Eagles Life Restoration Ministries, um, in reference to Apostolic Fire Theologically Seminary um, for that SWAT training. Uh, and it's going to be a weekend training starting from November 27th to December 18th. So for those who want to register, please feel free to call uh, the telephone number 1-407-801-9485. Um, our registration will be ending on tomorrow. So for those who want to uh, be on this workshop is from 12 to 1, 12 to 1, starting from November 27th to December 18th is on a Saturday. It's one hour. Also, for those who want to register for the course, the STR 233, Binding the Stronghold Workshop, feel free, amen, to call us at 1407-801-9485. Once again, 1407-801-9485. And I will be your instructor, Dr. Hill Robertson. Austin will be the instructor, amen, for that training. You do not want to miss, amen, the powerful shift that God has taken us place to understand what the stronghold is all about, amen. So we're looking for that. If your desire for them chains to be broken, I dare you, Tripper, dare you to come in this class, amen. It will, uh, it will not be open to the public. Amen. This will be a closed-in class because you will tests will be provided and also quizzes will be provided. At the end of the course, you will receive a certificate. So feel free to connect with us or just call the uh, podcast website telephone number here uh, for additional information. If you can't reach the 407, call us at 1636-422-0344. 1636-422-0344 and contact one of our uh, one of the podcast can team and they can um, give you the additional information in reference to the uh, the workshop. All right. God bless you. May the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit continue the rest, rule and ride in his kingdom forevermore until we meet again next time on ELR Prophetic Shift Podcast Network. God bless you. <laughs>